On this show, we talk a lot about the behaviors and mindsets that build and foster trust. But today we should talk about a practice and a mindset that absolutely obliterates it. Management. Ugh. That's this week, the Badass Agile Podcast. Greetings, team. Welcome to the Badass Agile Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Greetings, team. How's everybody doing? I want to thank you so much for being a listener, for being a follower. I love all of you. And if you're listening in real time, we're in the midst of a global health crisis. So I hope you're all keeping well, keeping safe. Remember, staying indoors, not a joke. It's not a request. Get yourself holed up, hunkered down. Time to stay mentally tough, mentally aware, and be part of the solution. All right, listen up, guys. Leadership, when done well, is inspiring. And it's so necessary. Management, on the other hand, well, I have a bit of a beef with. Before we dig into it, let's take a moment to reflect and remember why we're here. To create an elite tribe of leaders who truly serve their clients and communities by doing what matters and what works. Relentlessly chasing value and excellence like a badass. There's so many resources about what you need to do to be agile, but we're focused on who you need to become in order to lead teams. So let's hammer down those fundamentals to create a truly unique and unstoppable force in this industry. And hey guys, if this helps you, do me a favor, tell your friends. At this point, it should be obvious and automatic that a leader is not forceful. To me, leadership is an offering. It's bringing the best of your skill and your intentions for your team and simply offering them up hoping that they're of service. You might be bringing your compassion to bear. You might be bringing your experience to bear. Or maybe it's your wisdom that's your greatest asset. Or maybe it's all three or more. But the point is, you are there to serve and support, not to push for your will or your way. And it's hard for me. I was on a call this week where people were asking me, a bunch. it was like a Q&A session. What do you do when this happens? How do you do this properly? And it's so tempting when you're being asked for your wisdom or to draw upon your experience to give advice and to say, well, if it were me, first you do this, first you do that. I had to slap myself on the wrist a little bit and remember that the right way to lead or the interesting way to lead is to say, well, given the principles that we know, so here's what we remember about our training in Scrum, our training in Agile, what would you do? What does your instinct tell you? And see what they come up with. Now, if they come up with something that's a little bit off of what you were thinking, you have a couple options. You can say, well, you know, that might work. Who else has ideas? Maybe brainstorm for a bit and then maybe choose the best way forward as a group. Or if you just know it's not going to work, you can offer that up. You can say, yes, you're absolutely right. And let me add the following. Now, I suggest this not to, you know, protect feelings or to be politically correct, But rather, guys, you have to remember something so important. We're training leaders here in every team opportunity, especially if you really believe that it's flat and non-hierarchical. We are always looking for opportunities to let others lead in the moment. How do I solve this? What's your instinct tell you? How'd you solve a similar problem last week? I watched you. You did a great job. 
What did you learn? What would you like to try this time? So guys, if you have a self-improvement backlog or a leadership improvement backlog, like I suggest you do, maybe write that one down. When asked for the answer, pose a most excellent question. Now here's the opposite. I was on a different call where people were really struggling, really hurting, and they were asking for solutions. So instead of offering one, I simply said, tell me more. How does this problem show up? How do you know it's a problem? What pain does it cause? And then people offered things up and they got talking and they got talking across lines, across organizational divisions. And it was wonderful. And then in the end, the quote unquote manager kind of stepped in, took the floor and didn't relinquish it until they had dictated the next steps, the desired and appropriate behaviors and the expected outcomes. And after the session, I took a few minutes to reflect. What could I have done better? And I realized it was on me to make sure that that didn't happen. And I failed to get there. No excuses, no defenses. I just didn't crush that session. I didn't get the outcomes that I wanted. But the other thing I noticed in reflecting on is imagine how it would have felt to be on that call, to feel like you had authorship and ownership of your destiny, of your solution, like you were self-solving as a team, only to have someone come in and take that away from you and simply deliver some orders. To my mind, that would erode trust, not create it. I don't think anyone would be impressed at how clever that leader was. I don't think anyone would have sensed that the intention was to help if it felt in your gut. I mean, not at an intellectual level, but at a sensing level, that that solution was offered by someone who felt a strong need to show their intellect or to flash their badge, or to hurry towards a positive or satisfactory outcome. Because when we dictate, isn't that what we're doing? We're trying to show everybody, hey, I'm the leader, I got this. Hey, I've been here before, let me save you some trouble, I know what to do. But how does that sound? As a listener, as a learner, it's like, all right, you've spoken long enough, now here's the real conversation. That's just dictating. That's just serving your own ego. And I don't suppose that that was the intention or that it came from a bad or negative place. I think that's just where that person is on their leadership arc right now. But hey, you want to talk about a prioritized backlog as a learning, living leader? One of the first things that you need to sort out is how to be quiet and listen. How to offer yourself as a broker of solutions, not as a dictator or an originator of solutions. As a leader, you are there to help people find their own best. If they need support in difficult and anxious times, you are there. If they need help, resources, and they have the courage to ask for them, your job is to answer the call. If they're banging their heads against the wall over the same problem over and over, your job is to knock down the walls and find ways to help them break through. All of those things sound like service to me. And if you know my stuff, you know that that service mindset is what helps build trust. So if you're leading people, and I believe that everyone leads from wherever they are, check yourself really quickly. What's your status? Are you managing or are you truly leading? If you have time this week, especially as we're working remotely so much more in 2020, It's a great time to watch your dialogue. How are you injecting? How are you helping? 
Are you listening and helping people find their own solutions? Or are you solving and pushing people towards a speedy resolution? Do a quick status check and let me know if you're struggling. Let me know if there's something I can do to help you become more leader-like and less manager-like. All right, guys, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening. Thanks for being part of this unique tribe. You can find me at badassagile.com or on Twitter at badass underscore agile. Don't forget to join in on our twice-weekly COVID-19 events, Monday at 7 p.m. EST and Wednesday at noon EST. You can find the sign-up and the Zoom details in all my social media. Come and be part of the solution. Let's focus on what we can change and can control. Let's listen. Let's brainstorm. Let's act. Until I see you again, stay healthy, stay badass. Badass.